Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to IndyCar Weekly. I am Indy Star. I'm just gonna say sports writer because I'm, I'm doing IndyCar stuff. I'm doing cold stuff now. It's all different. I'm Jim. It's your favorite Adam Vinatieri reporter. <laughs> that's 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 my official title, actually. I am joined, of course, as always, by my co-host Connor Daly, who's Hello. a jerk because he's because he's off energy drinks now and is angry at people. No, I'm actually way happier in my life. Are you now. good? Yeah. <laughs> Way less blood, bitter and angry. Blood, blood pressure's down. Yeah. Longer lifespan. He just had a birthday. Hopefully many more now yep. because he's off of it. Very old now. <laughs> and I'm joined, of course, by the new IndyCar uh, insider, Nathan Brown. Nathan, how's it going? Doing well. You've actually just been on the Pacers beat mostly these last yes. couple of weeks. Yeah, Pacers <laughs> beat uh, with the sprinkling of IndyCar news that seemed like it uh, won't ever stop. So that's fun. Yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild winter. Um, and I'm glad we, we have three people now to discuss our opinion. I was going to say, we have, we have a lot of people to have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. But kind of we're, always here for, we're here for your thoughts. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> people, good. I mean, people, people... Well, I'm way happier now because <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I won't necessarily maybe hate everyone now. I was, good. I was thinking... Actually, about, I never did that, but, I, well, maybe I did. I you, I, my brother <laughs> called me and he was like, are you going to do a podcast with Connor? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, because... You know, the last few you guys did, he was pretty bummed. And he was like, it was a pretty depressing nah, podcast. And yeah. I was like, he's like, so I bet he's going to be really excited this time. You know time. what? It's just honesty. Sadly, yeah. that's the problem. No, no, we like that. We like that. But yeah. we were, I mean, I think most people that listen to you for the last year were, were cheering for you to get a ride. So they, now they want to. Thank you. It's been a year of like, now we get, yeah. to, ce- now we get to celebrate with Connor. No, you're right. But the yeah, I mean, it was, it was in the last podcast, though, too, there was a lot of interesting activities going on behind the scenes that we didn't really know. And then. It's just I don't know. It, it was obviously an off season of a lot of backstabbery and 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 lack of I don't know. It just it was just horrible for a lot of people this off season. So thankfully not for me, but it was it was like it was just a weird. So I even you know there was just a lot of it was just a dark cloud over the off season of IndyCar. And I don't right. know why it's that's happened. But you know what? We came out in the right place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, the weird musical chairs happen. You, you know, guys like Hinch lose yeah. a ride. Guys like Bordet lose a ride. So did you, Did you? a couple months ago, did you think you were going to end up being as close to a full-time driver as you can be essentially now with Ed Carpenter Racing? I mean, honestly, I remember you and like other people saying like, oh, nothing's really going to happen this offseason. Like literally that was being talked about. Robin was like, I don't think anyone's doing it. Robin Miller, yeah. nothing. I don't think anyone's doing it. I'm like... I was like, I don't know, guys. Remember, I, th- I think I said, I said, I think it's going to be a weird off season, or yeah. it's going to be something's happening, and um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it did, but like to the to the absolute like worst side of, I, of the off season, like because it's not even over yet, too. Because nope. like, I know things that are going to happen <laughs> that it's like. That's a shame, and like people. That's are a shame. Be sad more about, sad. Yeah, things? I think there's going to be more sad news, which is a shame. But I mean, maybe that's just. I can't remember an off season where it's been like this before. Obviously, in my in my decade of 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 living in IndyCar world, because really it's been in this decade, and so yeah. now we're starting a new one, and it's 
It can only go up from here, probably. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to hear you're one of the guys who appropriately understands that the decade goes from uh, 11, 11, or the new year to nine. Is that right? There's been a lot of people, there's been debates about when a decade is, and it makes me upset. Well, I mean, look at 2020. It's that's the start a, that's of a, a new number. decade. That's yeah. a fresh number. I agree. And 20 is a great number. So obviously. Maybe, maybe it's just me encountering these people on Twitter, but I don't know. I well, thought, the internet's full of dumb people I, as well. You got to know that. <laughs> that's a big problem. I know. And I. Yeah, it's been it's been a point of like. A Thankfully, great people listen to our podcast. Only though. great people. Yeah. Based on the questions we got, of course, only I great like people. It a lot. We'll get in, we'll get into we'll get into the questions, but, um, and the sadness. You're gonna have to I, I, you have to you have to maybe you have to maybe go a little further on the. No, sadness. I can't. It's not my. Well, I could, but it would be it would not be respectful. All right, and I'm a respectful man. Well, now. we'll start with the good. We'll start with the, <laughs> we'll start with the excitement. I mean, yeah. Ed Carpenter Racing. You're wait before I, before we do that. We were we, Nathan and I were counting before. Have you raced for every team except Ganassi and Penske? Yes, I have now raced for every team <laughs> Ganassi and Penske. Yeah, so you're essential. And I almost drove for Ganassi in 2011, which would have been hilarious. Have you called Chip and Roger? Be like, I'm coming. Whether whether or not you like it, no, they would. They be... definitely are going to decline my phone. Thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. They don't even. Yeah, I'm a blocked number. Do you know if that's a record? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's not a record I'm necessarily proud of. Oh, whatever. No, hey, but it would be hilarious if, like, you're looking back and that's a Donald Davison question or something. Or, okay, yeah, I maybe think we'll see. It's got to be. I mean, there had to have been more teams back in the day though, where people could just slide around to, and there was guys like Adrian Fernandez who drove for yeah 25 years or something. That's true. All right, we'll, we'll call it a modern day record, and we won't even look it up. We'll just call it certainly that. a modern uh, a a 2010 to 2020 decade. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> record, I mean, there can't yeah. be anybody that's close. Oh no, not, not I don't I, think so. I like to, Oriel Servia. Takuma's done three in the last few years. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's like I can't think of anybody else that's done a ton. Yeah, Servia maybe because he's he subbed for Penske right. and then drove for like Newman Haas in the Schmidt. Decade. I think too Schmidt. And Ray Hall. Ray Hall. Um, he also drove for Panther. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you should, I don't you know. Should, Oriole's you, close. You talk to Oriole yeah. and then see if, who's got more. You, I think you got <laughs> Well, I almost drove for Panther, too. I had a call to do that. So that could have been another <laughs> team that doesn't exist now, but that would have been hilarious. But anyway, I, now before now that we've gone through the resume, yeah. how... I mean, I mean, just back to the day. How exciting was it when you when you signed, when you talked to Ed, and when, how, how did you kind of know it was coming to that you guys were going to reach that agreement? Well, it was a very interesting process. Um, obviously, the Air Force, you know, they've been loyal to me for you know like two 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 years so far, and now into three. Um, but it was it was like a a scenario where it's it's like The Bachelor. You're you're waiting for a rose. Okay. And and <laughs> so happy I didn't know this. if I was going to get the rose. I really didn't. I had put in my best efforts, both me and Ed Carpenter, but the Air Force had they they had to make a decision. Okay. And you know, there was obviously, you know, Andretti Autosport was obviously the other team because they had, you know, managed the relationship for the year and and they had options on the table, you know, some not including me and and you know, some including me. So you know that was that was obviously a fair assessment of the deal. They're trying to obviously make the best decision for a potential partner. However, that partner thankfully decided to you know remain loyal to to me because technically, you know, I'm their brand ambassador, and and that's you know loyal. In the end, they said that loyalty really means more to them than anything else, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, so yeah, there there was you know there was a lot of interesting you know tempers were flaring, and there was a lot of emotion because like. I didn't know what was going on, and you know the Air Force 
uh, they they can't necessarily like it's not like they can drop hints, right? This is a very official like sure. business type thing. It's not like they're gonna be like, well, yeah, well, we might do this. It's like no, it's like we will let you know when we know. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and I'm having this conversation with Ed back and forth on like I'm texting him every single day, and I was like, what do you think we should do? I don't know. What do you think we should do? I don't know. I was like, what do you, should I do anything? I don't know. What should we do? The amount of emails that. You know, we're exchanged. It's because Ed's like Ed's a driver, right? Yeah. Like he's still a driver. He's he, we're, we very much think sort of on the same level, which is kind of funny. Um, and it was a very interesting process. And like it was I, I didn't sleep for like three days. It was like it was a I mean, emotionally draining. But thankfully, you know, obviously people don't know that because like I can't say anything about no, that right. while that's happening. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, it was uh, it ended up being all good. And Ed. Ed was super pumped, and we all like we probably knew. I want to say we knew like the week before Thanksgiving. Okay, um, but oh, no, maybe two weeks before Thanksgiving. So like middle of November, um, and and that was nice. So even Thanksgiving, I could kind of just hang out and, and not do anything. But obviously, it takes a while to announce that because they got to go through the government contracts and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so it was it was really good, and obviously we knew Renus was going to be there as well. Um, you know, I was a little bit upset at the at first. I didn't get a shot at the 21 car seat because I didn't know that was going to be available. I remember I, I texted Spencer you guy, and you were yeah. like, I didn't know that was even an uh, option. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was an option, but <clears throat> I, I understand the, the thought process behind it. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, both drivers in this scenario have a, a, you know, good sponsorship. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how it ended up, which is, you know, which is all right. So was that just a lot of you? you? I mean, we did the podcast. There was a lot of like you coming in here. You'd be like, yeah, I just worked out. Ed Carpenter was there. I've been talking to him about 2020. And, I, you know, you didn't know if anything was going anywhere. But did it come from that? From those conversations you had with him in the morning? I mean, is that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's where it all started. Yeah, Laguna, I mean, just <clears throat> I didn't know what was going to happen. Right? I mean, I had heard the rumblings that Andretti was probably going to run six cars, mm-hmm. which they are. And and I was like, well, that doesn't really leave much space for, for me. I don't really know what's going to happen there. And, you know, I would obviously killed to drive for Android Autosport full-time. That would be an incredible program. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, the Air Force, we're not in a position to, you know, s- be able to fund that level of a drive, right? right so right. so we had to do the best with what was available and what sort of the program, um, you know, ended up turning out to be. So, yeah, we, this, the, realistically, it was the perfect fit. Okay. Like, it was just the perfect fit for the amount of races the amount of you know the, what what budget was you know possibly being contributed, and just the situation. So it, it all all the boxes were ticked. Everyone was happy. Now we just have to obviously do the job, right? Do the you know do the job for the Air Force, execute again for them, and and get get the return that they keep coming back for, which is nice. So my first thought when I saw this was one happy for you, of course, but two was like oh. Connor's really good at ovals and has been used as an oval driver a lot of the time. Big oval guy, yeah. You've done, hey, you've done, you were an oval guy last year. That's what you were kind no. of called on. Like, hey, Carlin was like, hey, we need you to drive ovals for obviously, I mean, it was obviously for no, different No, it's just because I was the only one who wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> or who doesn't care about his personal safety. Right, right. So, but Gateway is one of those. We're going to, I mean, I think there's a couple fans asking you about Gateway yep. and some of the others. So, what was your level of like, I don't know, disappointment, excitement going, okay, well, I won't. And you still get indie, obviously. So, that's most important. Yeah. But, yeah, not going to have well, those that's on annoying. Schedule. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like, I, I obviously do really like the ovals because there is a very good chance to surprise people there. Right. Or, like, if you have, if your car is just a hair better than others, 
you know, you can drive around people, mm-hmm. right? Whereas on road courses, I mean, you really have to, as if you don't execute qualifying, Qualif- yep. you're not going to necessarily, you could, you could have a rough day. So that's sort of the reasoning behind how I feel there, but it's okay because like the goal is to be an overall racing driver, you know, the, the best of the best that you can be. And I am a road course guy. That's how I grew up. Yeah. So, you know, we went out in Portland and qualified ninth the first one of the year. And I was like, all right, you know, we're still relevant here too. <laughs> Um, and, and even at Laguna, even though the Andretti cars are really tough to drive, I mean, we still qualified 13. So I was like, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, so I feel ready to go there. And then now we're going to have even more, you know, testing than I've ever had ever actually, um, before the season. So that'll be nice too. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel totally ready for the road courses. Is it a shame to not do the ovals? Yeah. But like you get to Indy. Right. That's all that really matters. That's the biggest one. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, what, and, and honestly, once we get to Texas, I mean, that's like seven races in of the championship. Like I'm, I'm, I'll treat that as my own championship. Like see what, you know, what, how, okay, where do we stack up yeah. after seven races? Okay. I'm still going to be learning about the team and figuring things out early in the year is tough sometimes, but that's a good stretch of races. Cause that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of tracks that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean. I, I yeah, there's just a lot of good things about it. Yeah, is there any advantage to being like I don't have to? Work, I can just put ovals on the back burner for now and just like focus on road and street course. Obviously, India being the exception, but that's almost yeah. different than any oval you're driving anyway. So, do you can is there is there any advantage just being like I could just focus on this for this year? I guess so. Yeah, I no, mean, maybe. I, no, I mean, because like <laughs> it's still race by race, right? You yeah. like I still dr- I still have to drive like I, my life is on the line, my job's yeah. on the line, and which is which is fine. Um, because that's probably how I'll get the best out of myself. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see as we go forward, you know, what's that, what's that first oval going to feel like when I don't drive? I'm like, Oh, this is going to suck. You know what I mean? But <laughs> are you, lo- are you allowed to get like, if Trevor Carlin calls you and be like, Hey, uh, I know you're not doing anything Everyone in keeps Texas. I know I will. I, I gotta ask. So. No, I, I'm I sure Ed's not going to, I don't think there's a point in doing it. It can only go badly. Okay. I think. Yeah, because you're. It's not like you're. You're racing for a ride. You're no, hoping somebody sees no, you and notices like you. I'm going to be in for the rest of the year. So, and, and I would. I. I, I mean, I, I. think Ed would rather me just be there with the team anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Instead of racing against me. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> that would just that could awkward. End up awkward. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And and honestly, I don't want to deal with that situation. Really. I mean. You would drive anything like if Roger called and he is. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's like, a different thing. It's a different story, and that's a Chevy team, you know, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so you're already lining these things up in well, your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, but that's you know the 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 secrecy thing. Like, yeah, I didn't get a single lap of onboard video last year from any team. Couldn't do any like, couldn't really know setup sheets. Couldn't possess anything. And I like to have things and look over things and like study things like that. I couldn't get any of that because I was driving for three different teams in three weeks. Right. So, like, I don't. I don't want to go into that situation again because, like, I want to ha- I want to be able to have all the information that I need to do the- my job, right? Yeah. So that's that's tough. That's tough. I the other thing I thought of when you signed with with Carpenter was I don't know if you can get a better ride than Andretti or Penske at Indy, but Ed Carpenter Racing is pretty damn close. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, you've no, seen I mean, it. I mean, the results are there. It. I mean, every year I feel like I feel like every single year the guys in the front row. I mean. Uh, he had all of his cars in the fast nine last year and Penske can't even say that. So that's, you know, that's, that's really impressive. And I, I, I'm excited about that. Obviously there's going to be new elements with the, you know, with the aero screen and, and the added weight on the car, obviously that's going to be different. You know, the body fit's going to be different because of that giant 
windshield in front of your face now. So there, right. so there's going to be a lot of differing factors, and there's going to be you know some people who magically trip over something and figure that out, and maybe find a little bit of extra speed, and hopefully that's us. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if the trend continues, then yes, we will. You know, we will obviously be ready for Indy in a, in a tremendous way, which is nice. Yeah. Well, do you um, you've been to the shop now. Yeah, you've been. I mean, you would you were in all the shops last year, pretty much. But what is what what is the other major differences between what you're seeing at Ed Carpenter Racing and Andretti? Obviously, it's a smaller shop um, between what they're doing at Andretti. But like, what what have you noticed already being there in terms of what they're capable of, what they're doing to get ready for the season? Um, honestly, I mean, it, it's a smaller shop than Andretti, of course, but it's 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 a really good core group of people. Like, it's the it's they they keep the structure intact, right? So like. All the people who have been there for, for most of their success, like since the you know their the, when they first started as a team, are still there. You know the 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 program. You know and and Ed understands the program. I think on a very uh, detailed level, which is really cool. Like how the you know how how they get the speed out of their cars or what what they're doing. Um, and I think that's super important. You know when the owner slash driver is is heavily involved. I think that's really cool. Um, and honestly, it's, it's just a good group of, of people. Like everyone is, everyone seems to be pretty motivated and they, they like where they work, which is good. I think that's always important. Um, I think Ed does a really good job for obviously his employees. Otherwise you'd have people running in and out of there. Um, and they've got good engineers that, that I think do a great job. I mean, oddly enough, like I've known Matt Barnes for a long time and never had a chance to work with him, but like. I hang out with him all the time downtown Indianapolis. He, I could walk to his house from my house. Okay. So like, it's really, you know, it's kind of cool to actually be able to work with him. Um, and then Pete, my engineer, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an incredibly smart guy and, and, and really, really talented at, you know, not only the simulation side, but also just engineering in general. So there's a lot of just good things that I think are there that although it is a small team, I mean, Ganassi was two cars right. and, and dominating the world, right? It's it's sort of it sort of has that feel like although they're two cars, three at Indy, right? Like that's it's a powerhouse of two cars and it's really, you know, a good group of people, you know, trying to operate at a very high level. Mm-hmm. How much of that continuity do you feel like has played into their continued success at Indy? You mentioned every single year it seems like Ed's on the front. He's his other drivers are, are right there, right behind. Do you feel like that has played into specifically at Indy where a track where he uh, and his team maybe know really well play into that a little bit? Oh for sure. I think continuity, I mean, is huge. And that's something I've been dying for my whole career. <laughs> yeah. It's just just something that's the same, a situation that's the same. And I think you can see that. I think, you know, with with the core group of people, I mean, they have. They'll, I'm sure they'll have people in and out every now and then. Just some people, but like the core group of people that have been there a long time, you know, have not changed, and that's um, that. That's pretty cool. So I think it, it does help. Obviously, we'll see again this year. Should we show up and and be flying around there? That would be really nice. Um, but yeah, they they've done a good job keeping the uh, keeping the team, keeping the band band playing the right music together, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Are you excited to work with a uh, young driver like Venus? I mean, you kind of... Yeah, the kid was born in the 2000s, though, which is really annoying. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. you're usually the young guy around, so that's got to be Yeah, I'm tough. now like the elder statesman, and he's... <laughs> it's really weird. You got I, like three generations between Ed and then you and now Venus. It's yeah. like, yeah, you got the whole thing. It's annoying, honestly, because I remember <laughs> being that kid, like that 19-year-old kid, yeah. and, like coming in hot and like, you know, threatening older drivers. <laughs> I'm like, great, here we go. Now I got to beat this kid. Um 
But I mean, he's a cool kid. I, I've had dinner with him a couple times. Obviously, we like we we had the Christmas party with the team, and um, I mean, he. <clears throat> I've seen it before. Like he's you know very motivated young driver, right? Yeah. Like still, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I see myself a lot in in like in him because like I used to be the same way in some areas and like try to you know try to say certain things to the to the team or like when he's in the <laughs> shop interacting i'm like oh, i remember the good old days like, <laughs> now i don't really care as much you know what i mean like he's super prim and proper and all this stuff yeah. and i'm like wait till you get rid of that stage you know what i mean <laughs> but it's uh but yeah i mean ed ed really likes him ed thinks he's really good i obviously have not seen him on track at okay. all yet so I, I don't know okay um but uh but yeah ed, ed thinks he's quick i know he's got a great support system around him of you know of sponsors people family so that's good um and yeah we'll see i mean the dutch uh the dutch are, are some are some great people they love <laughs> they love their racing yeah I, mean, I know max verstappen i he think i think he's a cool guy and he's he he parties hard so i respect <laughs> i respect i respect the dutch <laughs> do you uh i'm trying to uh, yeah so what is he, i mean yeah can you give people indycar fans a little taste of what he's like i didn't i got to meet renus a little bit uh going last year but not a lot what, like so, what's the kind of like personality that he's going to bring to the to the team here? He's just an innocent young man. Okay, no. <laughs> that's, that's... he's just an innocent young man, and and well, you're going to ruin that quick. No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, the the guy cares about one thing, and that's you know driving probably, and okay. and and that's that's really cool. I mean, that's um, you know he's obviously come through the road to Indy, sort of same as I did, right. A little bit. I think we have the same amount of wins in the Indy Pro 2000 Championship, aka it was like Pro Mazda back then, which okay. is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I will know more obviously as we get into the you know January, February, and and, and March type type time of year. But um, but I think that people are going to like him. I think he's he's a nice guy. I think he's 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 funny. Um, as long as he keeps that outside of the, you know, yeah. outside of the inner circle, right? As, as long as he's like himself to the fans as well, I think everyone's going to like him, which is tough. Some drivers are not. Like Colton, I think, is one of those that's, like, different to the media and, like, oh, he's out public. Yeah. Then, like, behind the scenes, he's hilarious. Yeah. And, like, I play Call of Duty with that guy every day. Like, we're, <laughs> we're having a great time. Like, the guy is a per- that guy's personality is electric, right? Yeah. But sometimes you gotta, you know. Sometimes you you've had that beaten into you in racing, where you're like, "All right, we're gonna be a little bit more, yeah, you know, calm, cool, and collective for, sure. for the for the media and stuff like that." And and which is fine, yeah. But I know he's got an electric personality. So. Colton, no, it it comes out sometimes if you can yeah. get him talking about like weird stuff, like, like when he's playing drums. Yeah, he's right, playing drums. Drummer. Yeah, yeah. Are you talk about you know you tease him about his hair or whatever. He'll he'll go and he'll have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Like I, I I think that'll be fun for <clears throat> IndyCar in general is to, to get to know Colton a little bit more. I agree, which I'm sure they will, obviously, yeah. this year. because he's going to be around, and he's going to be good for, I think, a while. Yeah, that's the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, that's why, I mean, he won a, he won a race. He's oh, yeah, I know. He, he's two, two races. Two, oh, yeah, that's right, he won two races. Sorry. Wild. Yeah, Wild. sorry, Colton. I apologize, he won two races. And there's two He's pol- not going to listen to this, no, no, he's not. <laughs> two pole positions? I think so. I think so. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good start to this. That's a pretty good start. It could be worse, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it could be worse. So you mentioned Andretti. I was actually going to ask, so were they thinking about going 10 cars, including you? Is oh, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, yeah. I, we've seen the rumors of Fernando Alonso coming <laughs> yeah. in there. I mean, that is just wild. I can't imagine running seven cars at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's 
It's a lot. Obviously, Meyer Shank, you know, they 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 will be, you know, the guys running that that car. However, like he's going to be in the same meetings and I believe the same garage areas, right? That's, Do they have enough garage space for, for that? They're going to have that entire <laughs> row, God. middle row garage. Would you want to be a part of? I'm honestly, seriously, as a driver, would you want to be one of seven in a in a in a in a full? Because I feel like well, how, I was one of six. I know, that's, and that races. was and that was a lot. That's a lot, and 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 you know, it's all really good people. Yeah, but. You know, I, I I don't know honestly. I, I thought it was a very successful environment. You know, for me, I thought there was there was there was great. It was it was spaced out well. Okay, but but there is a lot, and and to go go another one seven. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. It's yeah. just a lot of brains and a lot right. of you know a lot of a lot of people talking and and your meetings last a, a long time. You know, a long time. So so I don't know. You know, do you is you know my. I don't think anyone overthinks anything, but with so many opinions and so many different thoughts, something maybe is maybe overthinking does happen. I don't know. Maybe that's that's part of um, you know the game. But but I don't, I, don't, I think all those guys there are, are smart enough to recognize you know what's what's good, what's not good, and how to how to keep everyone on the straight and narrow path. Really, and you know it'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm it's a shame to not be a part of that group because yeah, yeah. like I think that's a great group of people. But also, I think you know. Thankfully, I've found a good group of people to to be with as well for you know, for however long that may last. Yeah, I, I would just worry about like being one of six is one thing, but being one of seven with Fernando Alonso there, it'd <laughs> yeah. be like, man, am I going to get any attention here? Like, people, I've been mean, like, I I don't know. Ah, I just I don't think attention's the problem. No, I, I think the I think everyone there, you know, they they all like everyone has their dedicated teams, okay. right? And each one wants to win. Yeah, so that's there's no problem there. I don't think. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll find we'll find out in May. If, yeah, we if will. Rumor, if rumors are true, and we will. Yeah, we get, we get I mean, to see it'll all be that. Very interesting. What is it like on race day uh, when you're one of two or three versus one of six, um, or or the days leading up? How is that different? Just as far as your preparation, how you work with people in the garage outside, um, kind of going into your experience this year, being one of two or three. Well, I mean, like at Indy this year, there was a lot, you know, there was a lot more information that we had. Like I knew what five cars were starting on downforce wise, you know, and then, and, and I knew what I was doing. And so, you know, there was, <clears throat> there was a lot of, uh, you know, opinions on, well, we think the track's going to go this way. We think the car is going to go this way. Um, so there was a lot more to think about because you have your idea of what you might be wanting to do during the race and adjust the car for a certain direction. And then honestly, like a lot of your teammates will have different ideas yeah. and, and, and they'll want something different out of the car. And so you got to just basically keep your head, um, you know, keep your head from kind of starting to look around your shoulder and be like, hey, maybe we should do what they're doing. Because usually if you stick to your instincts and your guts, like what you think and what you have been driving for the whole month of May, yeah. like you'll have a better idea of what, you know, what you need. So, you know, driving for a smaller team, it's there's just less there so you're just like all right we got me it's well it's gonna be me ed and renus and we got this these options and that's it and um yeah, there's less to talk about that that's pretty much all it's gonna be i mean the meetings are shorter there's uh you know there's <laughs> nice. there's less you know there's less that we can discuss um <clears throat> but yeah that's just that's just part of the part of the game so it'll it'll be interesting because obviously I mean, heck, I went from, you know, Dale Coyne when I was there in 18. That was four cars. Yeah. And then six with Andretti and now down to three. So it'll be, you know, this will be the smallest team I've been with since it's Foyt in 20. No, Foyt was three cars too. So <laughs> yeah, that, indeed, that'll yeah. be the smallest since I've been in Foyt in 2017. So 
And now I've been in every row of the garages for the Indianapolis Five. Oh, you're going to be in all the rows? I have been in all of them now. Do you, uh, I've been on the inside of row one, outside of row two, inside of row three, <laughs> outside, inside and outside. I which is hilarious. Love that you are you like given this what you just said. You're now the expert on everything. Hey, what's it That's like driving true. with two cars? What's it like driving with eight cars? What's it like driving with this team? What's it like driving in what from this row? Like I'm like the diabetic Donald Davis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You have? laughs> yeah. That's what's going to happen. But you literally I don't have a great accent and I don't have a great brain like he does, <laughs> but we can pretend like. It. Yeah. No, you yeah. just there's like you can speak from experience for pretty much everything at this point. You've done you've done almost all of it. It's been a wild lifestyle. And you're you just I don't recommend you, you it. just turned 28. Yeah, that's really scary. Did you do anything fun for your birthday? No. No? I had dinner. Oh, that's nice. It was actually nice. It felt like an adult <laughs> had a nice time. <laughs> Mr. Rossi came. He graced us with his presence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. He paid for my dinner. Oh, what's even yeah. better? Yeah, as he should. <laughs> yeah. Guy's got a big house, new deal, making big money. Yeah, he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. Big auto nation guy. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I saw you saw him shooting some commercials and yeah, stuff. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I'm a big fan of Alex Rossi and commercials. I think that's that's gonna be tremendous news for the year to come. You think that's gonna be I think he's he's got an electric commercial face. <laughs> I'm excited about it. So better or worse than the uh, Hinch Honda commercials? I think it's going to be very similar because okay. like those that know Alex are going to like laugh. And oh, I'm really? Like, yeah, oh, for sure. Like you get the authentic it's Alex like, experience. Uh, Alex, <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> good. I respect I, I, it. You don't see many commercials like tinged with sarcasm, so that'll be good. No, well, <laughs> people, the hu- regular humans might not know it, but we will know. Yeah. I think, and that's all that matters. Okay, he's, he's doing it. Okay, I'm excited. I'm, do you know when these drop? Is this like a Christmas present? No, I have present? no idea. Okay. Not a clue. He hasn't told I just, you. I assume he's going to be pumping out mad content. Okay, you know? I'm excited. I'm Big excited time to see those. All right, we mentioned Hinchcliffe. Let's get into the offseason a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was waiting for you to drop that. Book. I have to. We have to. <laughs> yeah. You, have you, oh, all right, let me just start here. You know him. Yes. You're friends with him. Have you talked to him much during this offseason? Yeah, no, I mean, his birthday was two weeks ago as well, so we were all at his house, and uh, you know, I, I talked to him. Pretty much right after, because I mean, I was obviously involved in that McLaren scenario as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I have talked to those guys for a long time, and you know, oddly enough, I knew I wasn't going to get that ride, but like they had kept me in the running for longer than I thought. Yeah, you were in the hunt it for was going to happen, like, yeah. and and even when I said that it wasn't going to happen, I guess Zach Brown was like, "Oh no, he's like still." He was telling other people that like I was still in the running. I was like, "I don't think I don't think that's true at all," <laughs> um, but you know. Credit to them for, you know, for doing what they did. I think it's very brave. Have we? Did we discuss it in the last podcast or no? That hadn't. Come that hadn't out happened yet. yet. Yeah, no, yeah. we talked about. I think they had just formed the team. Like, yeah, we talked about that, but they hadn't done yeah. what they'd done with the drivers. Like yet. they, they had exclusive rights to signing me until like October twenty fifth, and my contract that I signed with them in Portland, like they, I, like they had exclusive rights to signing me. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's nice. You know, we're gonna go around see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I, I respect the effort that they put and the professionalism that they had on that end. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just think it's odd to, you know, obviously I don't think race teams don't have to care what the public thinks because they're still going to go out and like do their jobs and people have jobs at the team and drivers are employed. So like they don't care, right? Because that they don't have to. Like, it's not a bad thing. Like, no. I mean, but you want to have fans, and they're new. You yeah, kind of want to like, endear you yourself. Always will have fans, right? Like, yeah. They're, they're, like this public opinion thing is only so we see it so much because we have Twitter. Yeah, right. right? Like that's, that's the yeah. only way people see it. Or like you know, back in the day, if you would have made a decision like that, like 
you just read about it in the newspaper, you know, the Indy Star. Yeah. You'd read about it there, and like, probably everyone would feel a lot better about it because either the newspaper writes a nasty headline or they write the story or they're just honest about it. And then, like, you don't have to hear anyone else's opinions right. <laughs> unless they come up to you at the track and be like, hey, you guys made a terrible choice. <laughs> but, like, now you're, you're forced to see what everyone thinks. Yeah. And so it was a negative opinion because, obviously, Hinch is a fan favorite. Yeah. And he's got hundreds of thousands of fans and the entire nation of Canada. So, like... <laughs> Now you're going to war with a country, and like you're, and you know they might not have a very strong military, but that, no, that's no, fine. no, no. You take <laughs> McLaren in a fight versus Canada? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. no. I, I, I like Canada. I think those guys with their red coats or whatever, those those big Canadian uh, military folks, are great people. The, um, Mount, the Mounties is that what you're? The Mounties, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but like it, but that's the thing. Like it's just we we see everyone's opinion now. Like so yeah. that's. That's why it almost like the perception of it is even worse, even okay. though, you know what? It's business. Like, they wanted to do this, and like Formula One teams do it all the time. They, they do. drop mm-hmm. people on their heads. Red Bull, are you kidding me? They've killed people's careers just by dropping them. Like, and, and it's drivers that people like. Yeah. Robert Wickens is a Red Bull driver. Yep. Like, and Robert Wickens is really good. Yep. And like, he was dropped by that system. And it's incredible to think that like that stuff is happening all the time. But like, we're in America, we're you know we're nicer. People, we're true, so we, we don't we don't do that <laughs> we're anymore. Offended but, by things, but maybe yeah. but maybe that's you know there's the McLaren Formula One style. Like done. Like well, this is what we want. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah. There's always ways out in IndyCar contracts. Apparently, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I barely ever signed contracts in my life. But when I do <laughs> sign them, I, I assume it's essentially like a napkin, and that can be thrown away. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't I don't know. Um, but it, it, it that like. I just thought it was very interesting to kind of try to explain it to people in that way because, like, yeah. we all see it. Everyone hates it. I hated it. I just felt dirty reading it because he had a contract. Let him run out the year next year because that's just what is good, right? But <clears throat> it didn't happen. So, I don't know. I mean, it's he, he's got a lot of work to do for sure because realistically there are no – like, I mean, there are open seats, right? There's Carlin – there's there's coin but like you also have to think about your career and like what's going to be best for you like that's the thing like people ask me like oh you should have been full-time and i was like well do you do you settle for full-time and be not in the best situation or like do you go with the best situation yeah and potentially not do three races you've done this before you understand i mean again i don't want to foyt was tough oh yeah it was tough on you and you're in the same scenario yeah like i got dropped on my head at the end of 2017 but hinch is i think hinch is going to be you know very like He's not obviously going to go away, no. and and that's he's gonna he's gonna have supporters that he's gonna figure something out. I can't wait to see what it is, but honestly, like everyone keeps saying, like, oh, when's the Hinch announcement? Like, it's gonna take time. Yeah, like, guys, it's it, this is this is not easy stuff. Like, this isn't like you're going around and showing up to people's doors and being like, hey, I'd like to drive for you. It's like, well, well, great, like how much money do you have? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the only question that's that's being asked in this off season because that's the reason why Bordet is gone. There wasn't enough money there. That's the reason why a lot of people, you know, that's why Carlin hasn't signed anyone yet because they, they've got to have the right budget in place. Um, That's why, that's why Foyt hasn't announced anything yet because they they don't have any money anymore. They don't have the ability, you know, they don't have ABC supply to cover the, to cover the bills. So, so that's that's legitimately what's going on is the fact that you know James is out there raising money and it takes time to do that like it's very difficult. So I I, I don't know I think 
you know, everyone's got faith in him. And when he does do something, you know, it's going to be really well responded to. And I think he's, he's obviously got to sell that. I mean, the guy's created a merch line. Yeah. He's got this mm-hmm. movement. So all he's doing the right things, right? Like, heck, I didn't even do all that stuff. I, I probably cause I'm not that smart and I didn't, ha- <laughs> I don't, and I, I don't have a manager. <laughs> it's just me. But, um, but yeah, I think he's done all the right things, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Do you feel like the teams that have been involved kind of on the wrong side from a fan perspective and all of this jockeying around in news this offseason um, maybe have been in some way unfairly villainized that if other teams would have been in, the, in those same positions that they would have essentially done the same things given the opportunity? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I think I think if you, if you do a driver like Hinch was done, like that, it, it was – just dirty like anyone that you talk to just is like doesn't feel great about it i mean the tweet that i put out about james like went further than almost any tweet that i've ever put out right so like and that's i don't i mean i had to be honest about that i was like i I wasn't insult i don't think i was insulting i was like i just think i just don't feel right about it it just doesn't feel good because like i'm a racing fan first right and i i see what's going on and i'm like this guy's really popular i mean he's my friend but like He's also a really well respected, you know, part of the sport. Yeah. Like, if you got a promo piece, guess who's part of it? Yeah. Probably him. He's important to the sport. Very yeah. important to the sport. And, you know, we both have most popular driver trophies, yeah. which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but it's it's I, I don't think another team, if they would have I, I think they would have also been very well very much um, had some had some heat thrown at them for sure. Because I mean, even if you know, I, I don't. I haven't seen Penske not honoring contracts or or Ganassi not honoring contracts yeah. of guys that are well established. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think, you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. Obviously, that you can't change the scenario now. And I, I respect a lot of the people on that team. Obviously, they've done. A, I mean, Zach Brown has done an incredible job. I, I like all those people. Right. I just. I also am a race fan, so I'm like, oh darn. I feel. Yeah. You know, maybe I. I shouldn't express much of my race fan opinions, but like, no, you should. I also. I just like. That's <laughs> eh, a shame. You know what I mean? No, it's a cutthroat business for sure. But I think that's a good point you bring up. I think that like, you know, we all kind of knew going into the final year of Elio's thing that the Penske was like, yeah, we're we're, we're not going to do that anymore. But he let him finish the year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's not like he just knew, cut him, cut him loose or no, anything and, like and that. Like, and he still employed sports guys. Right. He took care of him after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He takes care of him, and, and and that's you know racing. When you think about it, how many human beings are in this world? Seven billion. Yeah. There are twenty four potential seats available. Maybe twenty three. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's there's so. This is such a small window for for operating, and such a small window for being a professional racing driver that like when you do lose that chance or when something goes away like that, it's like, I mean, it's going to be known or it's going to be felt because it's like, wow, that's like, that's really tough to do that because it's really hard to get here. It's really hard to be a part of this game that we're playing. Yeah. That's what somebody was asking me about the Colts the other day. They're like, they were just talking about the differences. And I was like, oh yeah, there's 53 guys on the active roster of the Colts plus 31 other teams. I was like, when I was covering IndyCar, it was like eight teams and 24 drivers. Yeah. And that's it. Like, and that's it. To your point, it's just, you got to, you got to thread that needle in order to, yeah. to be an IndyCar driver because you got to make everything line up perfectly. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's Hinch. I, I, we could obviously get really emotional about Hinch and start really throwing aggressive words out there. But but also, poor Bourdais got dropped, too. I was going to ask you about was, it. I mean... Not your favorite oh, guy in the world, we know, but you know, still... No, obviously not. <laughs> but but I, like, I like all of those team members because you, you had... 
Michael Cannon go to Ganassi, yep. which pff, craziest thing I've ever seen. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. First of all, I, I text Michael Cannon. I said, I've never thought I could be more jealous of Scott Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> and now I am. I am more jealous of Scott Dixon's perfect family, his incredible lifestyle, his his uh, never ending success, his, movie his about great him. face. Yeah. He's got a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So like now I'm even more jealous. Um <laughs> And and that's awesome for Michael. I think Michael. I, I have to say something about that. I yeah. think it's going to be really cool to see that. I think he does a really good job. But then Craig Hampson leaves too. Yeah. Now he's gone. So like, Craig was only there though. I think for Bourdais because yeah. I think that was the reason why he went there is when Bourdais went there, right? Because yeah. they worked together, they won championships together, yep. and that's part of this sport too. Is like continuity, as you mentioned earlier. Like if you know the guys and like you're working with the guys that you know, like that's part of the game. And it's hard to kind of have that taken away. So I'm, I'm not, it's a big addition for SPM if that's obviously, or Spam, McLaren, whatever it is. Spam. spam Go with Spam, know. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I mean, that's, that's a huge get for them, honestly, because they're going to need that type of help with two rookie drivers because I don't think a team has had two rookie drivers in the last decade because that's hard to do. Yeah. And, and yeah, that'll be very interesting. But, but yeah, I mean, Bourdais, he, he, he obviously hasn't said much publicly about it because, like, he's very proper about that, and that's respectable. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be something there that just was a shame. Like, yeah. they're just, hey, like, we don't have enough money to do it. And it's like, well, why not? And it's like, oh, well, you're out. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's probably how the conversation went, I assume. I mean, Dale's a good guy, but he he's not going to – I don't. I, I don't think he. You know, he's 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 done a great job over that last couple mm-hmm. years of like winning races, putting a good team together, and. You know, I, I think at some point, though, he's probably spending a lot of his own money doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's probably not that many team owners that are spending as much of their own money right. as Dale is. Because, like, we know that he does that because he's he loves racing. He loves it, yeah. So, you know, I think I'm sure that he, you know, he's hoping that the, the pieces that he put in place can continue to be successful with other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the helm. And obviously, if Santino's still there, uh, you know, he did a great job last year, but... You know they still have Olivier, which I think is really good. He's a good guy, um, and and maybe they give another you know a, a new young engineer a chance, and and maybe he does a really good job because sure. I know they have like Ross Bennell there. He's really good. He's been uh, like an assistant engineer there, but he's a very very smart guy. Um, I think he does a great job. So I I, I don't know. I mean. Dale Coyne is obviously not going to go away, right? right? And Bourdais already has a job racing sports cars. That was the thing where I think everyone was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> it wasn't you know, as bad. Had, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't as bad as Hinch's thing because like, Bourdais could get a sports car ride literally yeah. in an instant, and he did, yep. and it's a good sports car seat. And honestly, like, that's good for Sebastian. I think he'll probably feel much better there. His family's probably feel much better there, yeah. obviously safety-wise, so so that'll be good. But, uh, but again, he was at the IndyCar Series meetings. Like, I don't think we've seen the last of Sebastian Bourdais. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just thought it was, it was, again, one of those things where it's like, man, this is wild what's happening here. Like, I don't even know what's... And, and yeah, there's still more that's going to happen, I think. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll let you keep talking. We'll just we'll just, we'll just go dead air. Guys, and let you it's only keep December. Talking. Yeah, it's only December. And remember, Dale doesn't sign drivers till March, so it's gonna be exciting. I know. It's gonna be exciting. We're gonna show up to St. Pete, and you're gonna have some guy like Draconi in there. Back to TBD for a while. TBD. For, it's yeah. gonna be TBD. The cars are gonna be light blue and white again. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be very funny. I will say the biggest shame of that whole thing is like the Bourdais 2017 500 crash. 
I would have loved to have seen that car, that driver, everything in the race because he was fast as hell that year. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that car was wildly it, fast. It was insane. Even after it had crashed, yeah. like when James got in it, like it was still very fast because yeah. Davidson will even tell you, he's like, man, that car was just so fast. Yeah. Like I just I was driving <laughs> around people. I was like, yeah. yeah. Even after it was like molted into a cocoon <laughs> on the wall. It's a, I said it's a shame. I think that's like the biggest, that's, I mean, the, of that relationship, Oh yeah, I think that was like Bourdais had a. There was a moment where he might have been. He could have won a five hundred. Yeah, I, I think for sure. Yeah, but there are a lot of moments in the Indy five hundred sure. where you're like, "Coulda, shoulda, woulda." <laughs> I know. No, I know. But he was. I was yeah. just. You watch that car going around. You're like, "Oh, I know." You, it was you, so you were in the fast, fast nine already. Two hundred and thirty-four miles an hour, or whatever. That's like he was <laughs> crazy. So yeah, yeah, that is a shame. But I am. Uh, Hope, like I said, glad he's got another ride set up. Yeah, for him of course, so. he's employed, and he wasn't going to. I mean, he's in his forties now. He wasn't going to yeah. keep doing an IndyCar thing is forever. He in his forties, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? Or am I? Oh, am I? Gonna, am I, am I he's probably blaspheming. Right. Yeah, there's no chance he's not forty. Okay, Nathan's looking it up. That'll be faster than me. Yeah, I think he's. Remember, 40. we had Sato and Bourdais fighting each other. As about yeah, the two, the, the geriatric, the geriatric. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. not geriatric. Well, we know we had the geriatric tough. podium. It yeah. was the uh, that was at Alabama. You know, I want to say Takuma never shows up to the drivers' meetings. I just remembered that he was how old? How old is he? Forty exactly. Ah, there knew you it. Go. Yeah, yeah, nailed it. When did he turn forty? Uh, last February. Oh, okay. So I'm good. He's there gonna be forty. Be forty one. So that yeah. was that was comfortable you're, you're there. In the clear. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the clear. Are you want to dive into some of these questions? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why got, not? Unless there's yeah. anything else you wanted to get off your chest I here. I don't think so. I mean, no. we've got. We're all happier now. Now we've <laughs> yeah, expressed this opinions. This is good. I, this, I all, there was a few. I mean, a lot of them weren't questions. They were we just get, yeah, these congratulations, a lot of them were. Well, thank you. Yeah. These, but these questions will get into some of the other things, like the aero screen. And yeah, I'm excited like, for you. What, you want to just start with that? Where no, is, we'll, start, that? we'll get there when we get to the questions. Well, we got How our, about we, we dive uh, into your thoughts on Penske real quick? Oh, I yeah, I guess that happened. That. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Just want to throw that way in to there. Get, yeah. Yes, way to get us on track. Go ahead. No, go ask the question. Go um, ahead. The new guy's got it here. <laughs> it's like, what's Penske? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Was that, um, when you're talking about expecting some sort of a crazy offseason, was that even in the f- forefront or back of your mind? Is Whether it was him or anyone else buying the Speedway, was that ever seen as a possibility when you're looking at this offseason back in September? I had absolutely no idea. I, I, I really, I mean, I, yeah, it was so, so much of a surprise because I, I had heard like one rumor. Someone had said, oh, yeah, Speedway is for sale like a year ago or something. Yeah. And I was like, uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> Don't think about it anymore. And then, and then when that happened, like I remember I was on the West Coast. Of this, so it, it came out and like I woke up and my mom had called me four times and I was like, <laughs> It's like, what in the world is going on here? Like, what, what happened? Is the house on fire? And and then I obviously went to the internet, and I was like, oh, wild scenario here. Yeah. And because she, she was even saying, I was like, yeah, I, I don't even think Doug knew. Like, Doug being the president yeah. of the Speedway, like, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't even think he knew really for a long time. And so they obviously did a good job in keeping it undercover. I think billionaires do that, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I mean, I, I think it's good. I think everyone's really responded to it really well. I like Roger a lot. I don't obviously talk to him a lot, but like, (laughs) but anytime I have communicated with him, he is, knows everything about me, knows everything about what I did that day. If it's on the racetrack and like is really cool. And, and I, I respect the heck out of that guy. I mean, that's, he's obviously 
successful for a reason. Yep. And he obviously, by doing this, wants to make money. And so hopefully that means that he can create a, you know, a bigger and better sport, which is, which is great. So I don't know. I think I, I can't wait to see like his first decision in office. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I keep telling people that I'm like, I just want to see what the first move is. Like, what are we doing? Is it new bathrooms at IMS? I don't know. Is it's been it, talked about a lot. Is mm-hmm. it is it porta potties at every pit lane for all the races? Because that's what all the drivers yes. want. <laughs> Roger's big into you know cleanliness and and bathrooms <laughs> and and like really well dressed people. I mean, that's going to be tough for some people, yeah. I'm sure. But like, <laughs> but it's it's you know. Does he like the snake pit? I don't know. I hope so because that's a huge part of the, you know, the Indianapolis 500 now. So I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that like I'm worried about because like he's an older guy Mm -hmm. and like billionaires and like big business guys, like a lot of them are older guys and like our experience and maybe not exactly into the whole millennial type excitement or whatever, you know what I mean? But but they're obviously successful, and like if you need to run a business, you don't care about putting on a concert, right? Like right. Mm-hmm. if you own billions of dollars worth of car dealerships, you're not putting on an EDM show in the backyard to sell an extra Toyota Celica. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not happening. Yeah. So you know, I, so that's that's very interesting. So I, I'm, I, I think he's got enough people around him to make sure that all of those things are thought of because yeah. he's obviously very successful, and I'm excited about it. I mean. If there's more money in the sport, that's good for everyone. So, like, just inject a giant thing of cash in there. <laughs> more money at every race. Have the drivers paid more. And then we're all happy. And yeah. then everyone's excited about it. The teams teams can be happier. Who knows? But I think, I think, I mean, what do you guys think about it? Because, like, you guys are, you know, have to report about it, see what was going on. I mean, what was what, what do you think? Well, you, you were there. Go <laughs> yeah. for it. Well, I was uh, on the East Coast, but woke up very similarly to you, I remember. I like, you hadn't heard anything about it no, either? Yeah. No. Um, the only clue I had ever gotten was uh, I had reached out to Mark Miles for a totally separate story, like, three days before that. I'd met with him for uh, working on a story. He told me, you know, give me a call uh, whenever you need, and, and I'll pick up. And he was just radio silent that whole weekend, yeah. which I thought was really weird. Uh, and then I wake up Monday and found out that he'd brokered a billion-dollar billion dollar deal uh, <laughs> that had just landed. So um, I hadn't heard anything about it, but I think um, it's been nothing but positivity from people that I've talked to. Obviously, I'm, I'm getting uh, ramped up into this beat and everything, but I, I haven't talked to a single person that I feel like has had any sort of either negative opinion of the deal itself or what the future, what it means for the future of the sport or the future of drivers or teams or, um, you know, any sort of unfair competitive edge that I think was squashed pretty quickly. Um, Which is interesting though. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. It's we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he can say all the night. He can say all the right things. Yeah, but yeah. Like, well, maybe it was under the table deals. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you feel like from a driver's standpoint beyond driver salaries increasing, which would obviously be great for you? Yeah. Um, what is the biggest way that IndyCar could benefit from an injection of cash that he's obviously going to be able to have? I mean, honestly, I think it's just straight up marketing budget. Like yeah. just just literally being able to have a hundred thousand more commercials. You know what I mean? Or or something because I see NASCAR everywhere, right? Like you see it everywhere. There's commercials. You got country music people talking, you know, about how. Dale Jr. is coming back or something. You know, there's a wild scenario that the, the championship fight, right? Which is great. 
but they just have more money to do that, right? And like we don't. Like our marketing budget compared to theirs is like very small. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's that's immediately I think obviously he's got both IndyCar and the Speedway. So like I think we're going to see changes probably at the Speedway first because that's the biggest that's the biggest part of our year, right? right. And you know, aside from that, I, I don't know what else, but like I know for sure it's like, all right, well, there are some, some things at the speedway that probably need to be taken care of, right? And he's going to do that. Um, but I, I think purely if you just inject money into marketing, I actually love the series plan right now. Obviously, at the driver's meetings, they sort of present what we're going to be doing. Oh, series now on our podcast. Series, series. Goodness gracious. I hate, I hate that the phones are always listening I know, to my us. Phone, I, did, I, did you my, see me touch nope, it? I didn't even touch it. does the same thing. <laughs> I didn't even touch it. They're wizards. Um, Sorry, I didn't. No, it's right. Siri, Siri's very rude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, I, I think, um, actually, I lost my I did, I did. I, said, actually, I, knew, I knew I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ro- it's good. Roger's good. There's going to be things there that are going to be interesting to see what he does. But marketing's the best. I, no, yeah. I, what I was saying is at the driver's meetings, oh, yeah. uh, SJ, like, what he, what she's doing, I think is is really good. Like, their plan, I think, for the next season is really good. And I, I think it's like, it's awesome. Like, it's what we need. There, it was the first time I had actually ever left that driver's meeting. And I was like, man, like, I think I'm kind of pumped for like what we got, what we're looking at here That's for great. next season. Like, the plan, they, their plan for marketing, the plan for like sort of what their, what their ads are, you know, are going to say or do. So I think there's really good stuff there. And like, if they get more cash to be able to like pump that out there, that only helps. I mean, it's just it's just literally getting more eyes. Like we just need people to be aware of what IndyCar is. I explained last weekend again, like what the difference between an IndyCar and NASCAR was, because yeah. like people have no idea, but they know what NASCAR is, and they immediately think that when you're a racing driver, you're a NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. So that just has to change, right? Yeah. We just have to at least change thirty percent of the people's opinions of like, hey, there's other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think marketing is just going to be the biggest one how do you how do you get it in front of people different outlets super bowl commercials i don't know something something of that nature well that's kind of where it started last year right it was like they did it during the playoffs they had a super bowl commercial they got the nbc thing going right now like now you got nbc and our ratings went up like you know it was was a the year it was up right but now you want to see like can we do that again or can we do that even bigger like Mm -hmm. what can what, what what can we like expect out of like more cash injection who knows what i'll say about roger to your point about him being an old guy is that i just think he does a really good job of surrounding himself with the right s- people smart young people and yeah. who, who are like who are like roger and he's he's so open to things like that i, yes. I i've been, i've respected that about him from the beginning is that he's he's very open to new ideas if he if you can show him hey this is either gonna a make you faster or b make you money roger yes. w- roger's willing to listen <laughs> so i yeah i agree and that's important because like I asked Doug at the Thanksgiving dinner table because that was like the first time I'd seen him. I was like, so like, what do you think? Like, what do you think the real goal is? Like, honestly, like he wants to make money out of it. Like it's, that's the thing. If you buy something, if you invest in something, yep. you want to make money out of it. So like, that's great. Yeah. like making money out of IndyCar means that it's going to be successful. Like if you're an investor in it or if you, you know, if you bought it and it ends up making money, that means everyone's making money. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good. And that, like, I think that's a positive, a positive thing. All right, can we move to questions? Now? Yes, it's not a giant, did I forget another good. giant storyline? Yeah, no, no. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's start with uh, Faux Will. He's, oh, he's self-appointed himself now president of IndyCar fan accounts, Faux Will Power. I was going to say, I did notice that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's getting a big head. Big head. Big head. Um, 
So he's doing he's doing the Wolfgang. I have two questions, which I'll give him res- respect I for. Respect that. Okay, what is the weirdest track food you've ever seen eaten? Do you think Zach Veach's new van conversion is going to be the coolest thing in the IndyCar coach lot? It's a great question, really. <laughs> you fire away. What's the um, best thing you've eaten? You know, there's a breakfast sandwich at Road America, which is like really famous. You ever had yeah, that? It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Weird though, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not allowed to eat bad foods as a racing driver. I'm supposed to be like you know diet guy and have only special meals and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe I need to explore weirder foods. I don't. I, I don't I, all I know is like the giant breakfast sandwich at Road America is really great. Apparently, that's a good answer. I I don't really do a lot of experimenting with weird foods. They usually yeah, have the I media center. Watch, and, yeah. I used to watch Man vs. Food. Yeah, me too. The entire way through uh, me living in Europe because that was the only like American show that I watched for a long time so I memorized pretty much every restaurant and all the food challenges and at some point in my life maybe I'll try one or two of those but until I'm unemployed I will not do that that guy can't <laughs> even do that show like, he had a stop I love that guy I he met had a him stop? I met him at the Indy 500 did you really yeah it was incredible but he was it was bad for him well obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're eating 48 pound that's, donut that's, sandwiches like you're gonna die eventually. that's your retirement year though you do that yeah, show it. for a year that would be great it'd be like your pet well, I'm obviously gonna have my own he, television he went show. to WWE and now yeah. you're gonna go and you, you go on uh, food, food channel yeah, yeah exactly diabetes perfect Back to energy drinks and food challenges. Yep. All right, and the van conversion? I'm not living to 50, that's for sure. <laughs> um, Zach Veach's new van, what a project he's taken on. Have oh, you seen that thing? No, I have not. Oh, like, follow I've him on Twitter, it's crazy. On. No, I've seen what oh, he's yeah. put on the internet. I respect that guy. He's doing, he's doing his thing. He's building. He's a real American man. He goes hiking and <laughs> mountain climbing. Yeah, it's, that's a real American man right I'm, there. He's I, I'm, doing, I, doing his thing. I'm going to go... I just got to go see that van at one point. Like, I don't know when I'm going to do it's it. Really, when it's I think done. it'll end up cool. Yeah. Because, like, as a racing driver, you want to make sure things are cool. You yeah. know what I mean? I at least I hope so. He's got a cool, he'll probably give it a cool Beatles nickname. Or it'll be, and, like, yeah. super, like, there's going to be fur in there. And it's going to be purple, <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. Like a 70s, like. Yeah, like, a, like his first Indy 500 car. Oh. It was purple and white. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? like, be really gangster. That one didn't catch fire, did it? That one? No, nah, I think it just broke in half. Oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you go. Go ahead. Something. All right. All right, uh, f- this is from Nate Colts. Nate Chadoin, FL Colts. Uh, what is your personal outlook and discipline on alcohol consumption? How many days before a race do you abstain? This is actually hilarious. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> a great question. Mine is zero. I showed this to someone the other day, <laughs> and they were like, "Like, is this? Is this? Am I being attacked?" Here? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the heck? You know, Mark. Marco Andretti once said to me, he said, uh, it's 24 hours bottle to throttle. Oh, really? oh he's got a okay. phrase. <laughs> it's a phrase. He's got a whole, like... So, as long as you have not had anything 24 hours before you're driving, you're fine. Honestly, I mean, no. Like, we're all, like, smart. Like, we, we don't... You know, we're, if, if it's race week, you're not going to find us at the bar, like, right. just hammering brews, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I, I don't know. I think no one would ever admit publicly to anything, obviously, because we can't. We don't. We don't do. We don't do that. Like we no. just like we look like I look like I party, but like no, I have a job, and like I'm I'm obviously going to show up very ready to go right. and not drinking. But yeah, twenty four hours bottle of throttle. That's, that's, <laughs> so that's one of my favorite phrases. You had it that's ready what, to go. <laughs> that's what Marco says. Obviously, he you know he lived a great he lived a much different life than I did. Sure. You know when he was a younger driver, and um, there will there were, there's obviously you know. We got to be smart about it for sure. I wonder if his—I wouldn't say his grandfather, but his grandfather's friends adhered to that rule. Oh yeah, I don't think so. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing some of those. I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah, obviously times used to be different back in the day when yeah. James Hunt was like, 
pounding yeah, exactly. champagne and hammering drugs before races. <laughs> but yeah, times have changed. We're all straight and narrow guys now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on here because Nate had. A However, couple. after the race, yeah. Well, you guys like to party a little all, bit after the race. All, yeah, yeah, I mean, all bets are off. We're yeah. celebrating. We just we just survived another race. We didn't <laughs> there die. You go. I'm going to jump to the next Nate because I forgot he had more. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. So yeah. we'll skip down here. So, Connor, have you ever driven a vintage IndyCar indie 80s or 90s or older? Hey, just fire that. We'll just do that one first. So I, I drove um, AJ Foyt's 1961 winning car around IMS Pretty for cool. road and track. Um, that was the scariest thing I've ever done. I really? Think. I have no idea why people drove those cars back in the day. I mean, that was crazy. Um, that was a wild experience. I, honestly, though, I hate the idea of getting a vintage car. I just, I think they were so dangerous and like so out of, out of control. It was just, it was wild. So I'm not a big vintage guy. I mean, that was the only one that I drove because I had driven for Foyt like the previous year and it was like kind of cool. And like it was for road and track. So it worked out well. But honestly, other than that, I have not, the only thing I drove was a, was a 2009. <laughs> it was very vintage. <laughs> I drove a champ car. I drove oh. um, one of the last the last year of the of the Panos champ car, yeah. which was the coolest thing I've ever driven. Really, honestly, the coolest car ever. I drove it at Putnam Park. The thing sounded like the best car. I mean, I still have videos on my phone that I watch every now and then. <laughs> Incredibly sounding car. I wish we still had that car, but you know what? It's all right. 18 years Camp old. That's, that's you at that point. That's pretty cool. No, th- no, I, it wasn't in 2009. Oh, oh, oh it was sorry. in 2009, oh, okay. like oh, okay. 2008, or whatever the last year the Champ car okay. was. So like 08 or 07. So when did you drive it? I drove it like uh, 2015. Okay. It was for KV, too. Okay. So like, KV was running the cars. So technically, I've driven for KV racing. There you go. Well. Throw, check, check it on the right. There yeah. you go. Throw it on the list. Which is funny. Um, all right, oh, yeah, he's got. Then, a, what does a typical IndyCar driver do this time of year? This time of year, uh, we just go to the gym and make sure it gets on the internet when we do. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, it, it's all like like I've been on the simulator already this year, so like or this off season. So you know, there's simulator days. There, there's not really much testing right now because no one has any aero screens. Those don't exist yet. Um, so so yeah, there, there's you know there's not a lot going on. But realistically, it's just physical training. Like you just have to stay ready for for everything because you you lose like being race fit is one thing during the year because like you get in the car and you can do it. But like you can't replicate that in the gym, so right. it's very hard. Like so, you just do the best you can to be as fit as possible gym wise, and then still when you get in the car for the first day in February or whatever, it's tough. But then you start getting back into race fitness as well. For sure. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Last question from Nate was thoughts on the windscreen. Uh, hate it. <clears throat> yeah, the windscreen or well. We're aero supposed screen. to say aero screen. Okay, sorry, yeah, that's yeah. the proper We've been terminology. Very encouraged to yes. say aero screen. Um, it, 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 I, I don't like it at all. I think there's, there's just, there's too many variables that we, that we hope will be okay. Okay. And honestly, like, I and Ed has the same opinion to me. It's like if you're afraid of dying when you get in one of these cars, then you shouldn't do it. Like because that's what we're doing. Like it is dangerous. Like even with the aero screen. Mm-hmm there will be a chance that you could die, right? Like, because anything, crazy stuff happens, right? Like, it's just part of the game. Like, thankfully, we've had, you know, our cars are pretty safe. Like, the the chance of, you know, of a fatal accident is very, very low. Like, one in a million type thing, you know what I mean? And sadly, that can happen sometimes. So, I don't know. I, I think it's just... I, I don't like hearing people talk about it like some of the other drivers talk about it because I'm just like, you know, I get it. Like, but also, 
you, you got to think about like where we came from and like the other elements to this. Like what what's what's this going to create visually? What is what is it going to create for us? Like what other things is it going to create? Right. I mean, but everyone's so worried about like, well, <clears throat> now we're not going to get hit in the head. Well, yeah, but like I don't know. I just think of other scenarios that I just I just don't like. So I I mean, obviously we're going to drive it because we got to be. I'm I'm an IndyCar driver. I won't. Uh, that's great. Um, but yeah, I, I know that Jay Fry and those guys are working on everything possible, but again, maybe, maybe Roger's injection of cash will help speed up that development because okay. again, that's also tough as we don't have the money to, you know, inject into potentially mass producing aero screens really quickly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't like it, but obviously I'm going to race with it because that's how life works <laughs> <laughs> beyond just the look or, or moving down the line of trying to eliminate uh dangerous things in a really still very dangerous sport what is um i guess just your the biggest issue that you still feel like needs to get resolved before you guys can start racing in these things and in even practicing in february i think honestly it's it's going to be more for the ovals it's it's going to be vision it's going to be you know those i mean there's so much stuff kicked up by these cars you know and and i think the the glare you know the 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 situation of like you know we're obviously not allowed to drive with our visors open but like i've driven i've driven a car with the aero screen on it unofficially but like i and so like i've i've been in it now and i'm like i like i I, like we have to sit higher because like our normal seats so far like i don't think they work because like there's more going on in front of you and there's like the venting that they try and give Mm you Mm -hmm. now is raised so like we now might have to have you know different seats um my shoulders are massive like i i can barely get out of the car honestly i mean I can get out because like you want to get out of it, <laughs> yeah, right? But like it's tough. Like it's not easy. Like there's no handles. It's not like you can reach like the F1 guys yeah. do and pull yourself mm-hmm. up. Like it's it's really difficult. And like I I was not a fan of yeah. it. But you know. But obviously you know there are some people who are in worse scenarios there for me. But like I, I don't know. I think there's just a couple things when it comes to heating that's going to be interesting, and when it comes to you know just vision like. Who's going to be the first person who has to pit because they can't see anything? That's going to be a huge complaint because even the drivers that are going to be like, oh, no, it's okay. It's the best thing ever now. They're going to complain because they were the ones. It's like, oh, and you know what it's going to be, though? It's not going to be the guys at the front because if you're leading, you're fine. You're fine. It's going to be the guys in eighth, ninth. So then the powers of the world, the Paginos are going to be like, well, why are you guys complaining? It was okay. We did, we did fine, like, yeah. It's a different area of the field. Like, what are you talking about? Because that's exactly what's going to happen because people aren't thinking about that right now. Yeah. They're only thinking about if they're in the lead, is it going to be fine? It's like, well, there's a lot of us that are not in the lead sometimes. <laughs> and maybe it'll be you at some point. Because yeah. there's a lot of talk also of, like, you know, different rules for lap down cars for next year that we had a big discussion about. And that's, you know, again – the proponents of that were the championship contenders, of course. the guys who were like, you guys shouldn't have overtake when yeah, we're, get out when of the you're way. fighting. It's like, yeah. what if we're in 11th and like, you're still fighting for the money against, mm-hmm. you know, prize money pays to 12. It's important for a lot of us. Like wh- you're going to take our overtake away because we, you're behind us. And like, we're trying to get it. I don't know. I no. just, I don't like it because this is motorsport and it still should be motorsport, but there's a lot of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like you're going to have a lot to cover. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There could be. There's going to be a lot to, to report about. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll go to Stephen King. Stephen V. King. Does, oh, yeah. does running a road course focused on 
a road course focused schedule change Connor's training compared to one that involves more ovals? Will you will you sit higher in the cockpit now that the aeroscreen is there? You said yes. Yeah, so I I think we will have to sit higher. I, I we're not going to change our seats though until we get to Coda because then we're actually going to get on track for the first time and really see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I see an issue there for sure. I think Ed Ed thinks it as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, no, the training schedule is the same. I mean, honestly. You, you just you train for anything because honestly last year like I didn't know what I was gonna drive like I was still racing on road courses in the Lamborghini and I you know I was still doing stuff like that so you just basically train as hard as you can train all off season because that's just how you know that's just how it goes. There you go. Somebody take the next one. Yeah, Mark, uh, <laughs> Mark B, uh, '70s rock best um, wants to know how. And you hinted at this a little bit already. How long was the ECR deal in the works? Um, says always seemed like a, the perfect fit for Connor with ECR. Team Hoosier, uh, and then said, are there people at ECR that you've worked with in the past? Um, you know what's funny? So it, it was pretty much in the works since since Laguna Seca. Um, that was that was where we first had a meeting and kind of explored the idea, and that was when Ed said basically, you know, there is an opening there. Um, and we can't say Team Hoosier because Ed's a butler guy. So oh, oh, yes. that's yeah, tough. Right. We tried to think right. of hashtags, and we've been struggling because uh, if you can think of a, a hashtag for our team that doesn't say Hoosier – and it doesn't necessarily indicate what college you're a fan of, <laughs> then let us know. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, what's funny about ECR is my stepdad being Doug Bowles, he was obviously one of the co-owners of Panther Racing back in the day. Mm-hmm. And this team has uh, a few of the people that were at Panther when I was like 10 years old. So there are, there are guys there that I have known for a long time who have won championships with Sam Hornish, who have been there, you know, when Doug was calling races for Kosuke Matsura and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so there are guys that I know there. There are guys that, you know, the engineer, Matt Barnes, I, I, I literally hang out with him almost every weekend, and we don't talk about racing, but now we can. <laughs> now you can, yeah. Um, so that's nice. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, there are some really good people there. Honestly, one of my mechanics from Coin, my rookie year, he's actually on my car as well. He's the chief mechanic on, on my car now. Um. So yeah, a good group of people. Nice for sure. All right, hit the next one for you. Uh, Connor, see here, Connor Clinkenbeard, C Clinken wants to know uh, which rotor street course are you most looking forward to? Uh, and then he says, uh, for those <laughs> big gambling, I love the gambling guy. Yeah, betting, betting, uh, gambling folks out there says uh, I'm setting the over under on 2020 ECR podiums at 4.5. He is hammering that over. Hammer the over. Connor himself is going to get over four and a half podiums, right? That would yeah. be great. That would be <laughs> tremendous to add a few four and a half trophies. Um, you know, honestly, St. Pete is what I'm really looking forward to most. I, I love St. Pete. I haven't raced there since 2017, obviously, but like my rookie year, I led the race. You know, probably should have finished in the top three, but uh, Carlos Munoz hit me coming out of the pits, and we had debris in our, uh, in our, in our radiator, which sucked, um, but led a lot of that race, which is a lot of fun. So I. I, I love that place. I love Long Beach. Like, can't wait to get back to Long Beach. The only track that I don't like in the first seven races is Barber. Like, don't like Barber. Not a fan of that place. Um, I like Alabama. You have to be great, Joseph Newgarden to, to like you Barber. You have to be Joseph Newgarden to win there. Yeah. Um, and then the Grand Prix of Indy. I have been dying to do the Grand Prix of Indy for, yeah. since 2017. I love that race. Like, obviously had some success there as well. And, like... Love that track, and I love the fact that it kicks off the month of May. Yep. And I've had to sit around and watch it for the last three years. And I'm like, I hate this. So you had in, you had input one. on the design too, didn't you? Didn't you help kind really, of a little no. bit? No, but like I was there obviously when it was being okay. constructed. I'll give you too nice. much. I'll give you too much credit then. That's yeah, fine. I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric uh, Shebstack 
Uh, at Shebzy. Yeah, Shebzy. Okay. I, I don't know why this this is I don't know why this is a Connor question, but okay. Yeah. Racing coming back to Cleveland, Connor. Gosh, I wish. That'd be I, cool. I would yeah. love to go back to Cleveland. That was an incredible track. So let's keep that uh, keep that dream alive. Right. That would be awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'll say yes because why not? We'll say yeah, yeah. Because you don't yeah, you report. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're big anti Browns guy. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, exactly. All right, uh Jack uh Jack Swan. Uh, says Connor, congrats on the ride. What are the odds <laughs> on you getting to run at Gateway? Which you know, I know has been great, the popular question. Yeah, yeah Connor's the Gateway question. guy. Um, I think in my own head, there's a hundred percent chance I'm going to do Gateway. However, I also think very ambitiously. Um, part of this deal, though, is is the Air Force do want me to run at Gateway. Oh, good. But it's obviously one of Ed's races, so there's going to be an extra budgetary need. I don't think I don't know if budgetary is a word, but like. There needs to be an extra money. Okay. You know, is that, is that three hundred thousand dollars? Probably. Yeah. So you know, I'm I've been talking to some people who might be like who might also want to see me run at Gateway to maybe make that happen, like a third car, like Indy type yeah. of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, I'm not going to take Ed out of the car. I mean, Ed, Ed it's it's his thing. He he's still competitive. He was obviously on the podium there last. Just year. Just shove so. the rookie out. Be like, Venus, this is my race. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't do that either. But, um, but yeah, my goal is to be running Gateway one hundred percent. But yeah. We'll just obviously have to wait and see about that. All right. Uh, Ozzy Nolan, uh, no, at Nolan Austin 7, wants to know, uh, first off, says, fantastic news on landing the drive at ECR Indy. Uh, I know that it is a one-year deal. I guess that you still have to keep up the pursuit of looking for additional sponsorship regarding your future career. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's one. It, I'm, the only reason I'm there is because of the Air Force. I mean, that seat needed a sponsor. Obviously, we knew that with Ed Jones being there. Um and, and yeah, it, it, it spits, it, it fits. So I, you know, I'm living and dying by the air force right now. So that's, that's, that's an awesome program to be a part of. And obviously it just means that we have to work hard at keeping them, you know, satisfied and, and keeping the return on investment coming. And part of that comes from the fan base, like what you guys, what everyone is doing on Instagram and Twitter when it comes to, you know, our announcements or whatever happens. I mean, it really runs and it's, it's really cool. And, and they see that they measure everything that I put out there on the internet and how far it goes, how many retweets and all that stuff. And honestly, like when it comes down to it, that is a reason why they are still here is because of the internet activity that I've got. So I never thought that the following that I had would ever do anything because it's not like I'm, you know, not like I got hundreds of thousands of followers, but it does matter. And and honestly, like when you look at IndyCar announcements, like ours go a really long way. Yeah. And like that's 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 really cool, and that, that means a lot to me. So keep doing it. Yeah. If you're listening, keep favoriting <laughs> tweets. Keep telling the Air Force that you like them being there, and go to the race tracks where they activate and go. I don't know. Do flight simulation. <laughs> That's a good segue into Alexander Mack. Yeah, you question. answered this question already. Uh, at back Mac comes smack. Um, <laughs> well said. Uh, um, can you speak to the challenge of keeping the U.S. Air Force with you for 2020 versus staying with your former team? I'll start with that. Yeah, no that that was that was it was a challenge. I mean, obviously, would love to be with Andretti Autosport. They you know they did such a great job. Um, but I also have to think of where this program is going to go. Right, like how how what 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 what's the next step that we can take to kind of you know, if you spend more, will you get more out of it? Yes. You know, that's, that's right now the plan, right? We needed to, we needed a little bit more than what we had this year to make something happen. But we also found a deal that was really incredible and like a a program that this fit perfectly in. Um, But it was a challenge. I mean, obviously, you know, everyone wants to keep a sponsor like the U S air force. Right. So, 
Andretti obviously felt pretty tied to that as well as as I did. Um, but you know that's part of the game. I mean that that's been you know my my loyal partnership since you know since since Tom Burns and I started talking about this and in uh you know 2027 20, end of 2017 into 2018 um and no is it my sponsor no but like i do work for them right like i'm you know that like i'm i'm trying to be a brand ambassador for them um i'm not going to say it's my sponsor because i don't just have an open checkbook and say hey right. i've got the air force and we're going to spend this much money <laughs> but um but it's been great to work with those guys and 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 it's it's obviously i'm really proud to do it and i don't want to you know not represent for them because it's an incredible you know it's an incredible honor to be part of that mm-hmm. uh and this one is obviously i think for all three of us uh does everyone within the paddock know which drivers and teams are close <laughs> on rides or are these types of announcements a surprise i think we know more than you I was guys. Gonna say, you definitely <laughs> yes, know more yeah, than we do yeah. yes, we yeah. we know more because the prop the, the thing is is like we we obviously have to keep things under wraps because as drivers because there's a lot that's sensitive that's going on that if that if it gets out somehow then then other people that you might be working with like teams or or other drivers you know then they start to ask questions and so like there's just a lot you know I even had to add, like when when Ed had talked to Nico Hulkenberg right like I was like I was already there like I yeah. my deal was essentially almost done and like this all this stuff comes out everyone said oh Nico signed for sure he signed I'm like where did you guys get that info? Because like I have a contract sitting in front of me right now, but it's like I was like, so Ed, like, what's up? Like, what do we got going <laughs> yeah. on here? He's like, oh yeah, I talked to him once, but like he's not going to be there. And I was like, okay. So then everyone ran with it, and yeah. that, that's the problem. It's like, so, like it's your job. Like you have to do that if you have a story, right? But like that's. Yeah. But for us, like we just have to be really careful. But we also know on the ground level because we talk to people, and like we there's like that you know, the underground of IndyCar where you know things that are going on. But, yeah, obviously yeah. we can't talk to you guys. No, I was going to say, Connor, I, I will <laughs> say, having done the podcast with Connor, he's a, he does a, a frustratingly good job of keeping <laughs> secrets. Uh, of Yeah, I mean. Oh, you have no idea. There are some things that he'll let on, like after the podcast, he'll be like, here, this is maybe coming down the road, but yeah. I don't know. But for the most part, no, they definitely know more than we do. Um, occasionally, I can tell you, I've told you things that you didn't know. Maybe, yeah. Occasionally, you seem to be a sleuthy guy. Occasionally, yeah. but that's that. That takes time, I think. And yeah. I, I'm sure you've been through the same thing. Yes. Going, yeah, came from bit. where you came from, where you're, you just occasionally you know more than the person you're talking to. <laughs> Very rarely, when I was covering <laughs> the NBA, did I know more uh, than those guys did. But yeah. yes, uh, that's uh, it's been an interesting off season for that. Yeah, it's been. Well, like the, the McLaren thing I had was I had a pretty good grip on not the yeah. drivers but the fact yeah. that they were coming and who oh, they were sure. yeah, yeah but you, you had the beat on that that one was good but then even though I'll say Pato was like I, I did not think I actually ran into him at the airport the other day yeah and I was like what happened he was like I, I didn't think I was gonna have that ride I'm like yeah. oh good because I reported that you were gonna have it and he's like he's yeah. like yeah I know you did and I didn't even know at the time and I was like oh well oops yeah so I, I turned out it was maybe just a lucky shot in the dark there uh, you go. but uh, I'll take it you nailed it. Uh, yeah, I'm lucky. Thanks. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Jordan Brock at JB10. Connor, have you worked with any... Oh, same question, I think. Connor, have you worked with any engineers team at ECR in the past? Do you think it'll be a smooth transition since you have the off-season test and use a simulator? Yeah, so I, I guess I'll just answer the test and simulator part. Yeah, the simulator's great. Um, you know, Chevy, it, it's great being a part of Chevy again. I mean, I've honestly got a great relationship with both manufacturers because I've had to drive both of their cars for a long time. And... and 
I wish I could be more loyal to one, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as soon as our deal was announced, you know, Jim Campbell sent me a nice text from, from Chevy and, and I, we obviously have a great relationship with him and it's great to be back with the, you know, with that organization. Um, Chevy does a great job and, and, uh, the testing in the simulator time will be, will be really, really important and it'll be really nice because I, you know, when I, when I was on the simulator a couple of weeks ago, actually I was on the simulator before the deal was even announced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but it, it was, wow. you know, it was one of those things where, um, you know, you you just I hadn't been on a simulator in two years, right? So yeah. like it was just nice to kind of get back on that program and start working on things and get your brain, you know, in the right zone for for driving. So it'll be fun. All right, Tyler Berg at Ty and Berg Dad says, uh, "Congrats, Connor, on the ride. Well deserved of these street road and street courses. Is there a track on the schedule you're looking forward to?" to getting back to perhaps more than others you said st pete yep uh and says all the best in the coming season a lot of fans rooting for you to be <laughs> successful no thank you i mean uh, indie obviously indie is one i'm looking forward to as well though because i every like i have a lot of unfinished business after indie i think last year you know we we were so close to having something really special there so uh definitely learned a lot from that year though as well and and how to kind of race at the front so I think that's that's something that I want to use now. Mm-hmm. Like now that I have some experience, kind of running with those guys and seeing what they do. Um, so so yeah. And then honestly, some of the tracks in the second half of the year, like like Road America, is a, is a, is a track that like I can't wait to get back to. Um, and Coda is a track that I have not raced on right. since 2015 in a sports car. So and I know they're like repaving that place to make it less bumpy. So that'll be good. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be nice to kind of get to a couple new tracks for me, but also, you know, get back to the core, like Detroit, Detroit's <laughs> one, you know, obviously I've been on the podium yeah, there. Yeah. I can't wait for Detroit. It's going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, there are a lot, a lot of races like that. I mean, I can think of many, many races, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, I'll just say all yeah. the, what, thir- all of them thir- except 13? for Barber. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Total 12. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final question from Meg at Nico nine, nine or four. Congrats on the ride counter. So. What do you do if you and your boss are battling for the win in the last lap of the 500? That's a dream That's scenario. Tough. Yeah, it's a dream scenario, tough. though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of Indiana humans would be oh, pretty happy. Oh, torn, if that was, though. The place would probably be on fire. It'd be, That'd it would be incredible. Be uh, I don't know. I mean, at that point, I mean, Ed knows. Like, we're drivers. Go for the win. Yeah. yeah like, we're, we're drivers. Ed's a driver. Ed knows. Like, the team knows. Like, hey, it's, it's all about, you know, don't take out your teammate, right. as they say, right? But for that race, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it, honestly, it would be great to be battling with Ed because I, I respect the heck out of Ed, and I think like I've raced with him obviously before for many years, and I think you know, he, he he's smart, he's smart, but he's aggressive and he knows what's going on. So I think it would be a great person to be racing against for the win. For I, sure, I think if you weren't battling him for the win, he'd fire you right after the race. Obviously. I think he'd, I think he'd expect you to, to go as hard as you could at him. Well, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if we finish one two, that's a lot of prize money. Oh, I was gonna say, in. I think he'd be pretty we're happy. Gonna have a great Christmas party. Yeah, he might fire you if you took him out too. So yeah, yeah. That, I would definitely get fired if I got taken out. Yeah, thousand percent would be out the door. Well, that was a. Uh, that was fun. I haven't, yeah, we haven't yeah, done, we done this to be, in too long. It was good to be back. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next year. Obviously, you're you're reporting about kickers and you know <laughs> chance of playoffs. Quarterbacks hopes. too. I do yeah, some quarterbacks. quarterbacks yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens yeah. next year. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely want to have a podcast with you guys. I don't know. You know, but we'll see. We're, no. There's there's mutual interest. Let's, let's yeah, say yeah, yeah yeah yeah. We gotta we gotta see what the indie star here wants us to do. Yeah. But uh, this was nice. I appreciate everyone listening all year long. Obviously. It's now going to be Christmas time, so enjoy that. Have a great, I don't know, do cool things. 
Don't get hurt in the snow. Yeah. Watch out for the Colts because they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs. <laughs> so <you can laughs> but I love the Colts, yeah. poor guys. And the Pacers are on a hot streak right Were you at the so game last good. night? I or was not? at the game. Nice. Beat the Lakers. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. That was good. And good job to you guys. You just did the end. I'm just going to leave it. I don't think there's anything else to say. So, Nathan, thanks for joining us for the first time. I just yes, hope you can do more of these. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. See you guys later.